from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hour two of the nightcap as we wind down game one of the NBA Finals. A 13-point lead for the Phoenix Suns right now. And the total very much in question. And that is something I'm keeping a close eye on. Never good to, never fun to be doing math uh, here on, <laughs> on sheets of paper. But that's what I'm doing right now. Um, I'm doing my homework and uh, trying to see if the, uh, the Bucks and Suns can get there. Giannis still out there. This is... I would say a little bit surprising, Scott, yeah, that Giannis is still out there. Uh, you know, the Bucks don't want to concede and give this up, and, and I, I totally respect that and get it. However, you do have to realize at some point, coming off of a hyperextended knee, only missed a week. Now, he's looked completely normal with that, you know, long sleeve on his leg tonight. Now, 13 points and 12 rebounds. It's not like he's been a juggernaut. He averaged, I think, 40 points a game in the two games that they played the Suns earlier this season, Scott. Um, but I'm surprised. I, I would imagine in, in a matter of time, Giannis will be pulled if this game stays hovering around 13. Yeah, we're going to see, what would you say, the six-minute mark? If it's still, yeah, if it's still 13 or so, I think, yeah, somewhere Yeah, in that. so they're going to give him three more minutes here, probably see if they can pull this to within, uh, you know, eight or eight or so. And then, obviously, if it's within eight, the game is very much in question. But if the Suns do pull away and extend this lead, then, yeah, I would expect him to be off the floor with about five, six minutes left in the game. You know, in the prop market, I was uh, I was very interested to see who would be affected for the Bucks with, Giannis playing here tonight, and we talked about it uh, after the or when we hit the air. Bobby Portis was was really the main person to get hit when it came to uh, when it came to point total. He only has five points and has really not played a ton. Also, uh, Drew Holiday, 
here in this game, Scott, uh, offensively, just points-wise, hasn't really been there. Now, he's got a ton of assists. He's got nine as he drives to the bucket and gets a, a friendly roll there. But, you know, Drew Holiday, you look at that over-under, sitting at 225 and a half tonight. Uh, he has got 10 points. So Giannis coming out, there weren't really many props in the marketplace to play Giannis. That said, it was going to affect if you played, whether it be Drew Holiday or or Bobby Portis, that was going to hit you. Chris Middleton, though, not affected. He has now just hit the over mm-hmm. uh, in most places. I think, um, you know, 26 and a half, 27 and a half. We had 27 and a half up on the screen. He has just hit his 27. So it is now a, uh, uh, things are getting a little more interesting. And, and now you see it's a it's a 12-point game as, as we watch it. And uh, nine-point game. So nine Brent point Forbes game now. just Brent hitting Forbes, it. Yeah. So now we're at, uh, we're at 193, and, and, and Tim's feeling... Pretty happy right now. This is a frenetic pace. Uh, I wonder <laughs> this is what I like. But I, I wonder like if, if the game gets closer, does this pace slow down a bit? That's what you're concerned about if you have the over here. Speaking of props, like you talked about, DeAndre Ayton was one that yeah. uh, I was on, and I talked about it on Rush Hour earlier, 15 and a half for DeAndre Ayton. He has gone over that. He has 18 points, and the stats just speak for themselves. Five games in his career, six now, including tonight, that he has played against the Milwaukee Bucks and against Brooke Lopez, who is the primary defender, and he has averaged 18.6 points per game in the five games prior to tonight. He has 18 points already tonight. He has never scored less than 17, which he did twice against this Milwaukee Bucks team. He has scored 20 twice against this Bucks team. Now has 18 with about 7.45 to go in the fourth quarter. He could finish with 20 or more in this game. And if Chris Paul continues this tear and the Suns win this game and win this series, he will win the Most Valuable Player Award. That's the bet that we really loved coming into this series. Instead of laying the 2-1 to one on the Suns to win the series, it was going to be laying the plus 175, chasing that plus money on Chris Paul. But instead, now you got the plus 160, which it moved to today. He's got 27 points with six assists here in Game 1. 101 to 92, and uh, we talked about it yesterday, the overplay, uh, and, and the feeling was Giannis wasn't going to play. So you'd see this frenetic pace, which you're getting right now. What makes you feel good if you if you went and played the over, DraftKings, as uh, we'll pull up the graphic, 230 in-game on the over, 231 here. So uh, I'm feeling all right with 746 to go. Never like to count any chickens, but uh, hopefully we can uh, – Man, this would be a very profitable night if uh, if if the Suns can hold this thing out, get to the over. Uh, so we will uh, we will see how this plays out. It's the nightcap. Seven forty-six to go in Game One of the NBA Finals, and the Bucks making things interesting. Up sixteen to nine in this fourth quarter, down nine though in the game. One hundred one to ninety-two in-game line, eight and a half in favor of the Phoenix Suns. A in-game total here at circa of two thirty-one. That's Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray, and Scott. A couple weeks ago, uh, it was great. We had. Former NFL quarterback Sean King, he was in town uh, on vacation with the fam, and for some reason he wanted to, to come and jabber with some uh, jabronis, and he hung out for the full hour. I texted him today, and I said, Sean, you want to come on? And he's kind enough to, to join us right now. Sean, how's it going, man? I uh, appreciate you jumping on on a, on a late night back in Tampa, but hey, man, it's uh, it's title town. I, could, I can imagine the buzz in your city is, is uh, you could taste it. 
I can taste it at the same time. Four minutes of power play with only a minute <laughs> left in regulation, and you don't win. That always give you tr- gives you trepidation because championships are hard to win, and momentum is a very legitimate thing when it comes to team sports. But hopefully, well, as they come back to Tampa, we can find a way to close this thing out. But we would have rather scored on the four-minute power play, and this would have been different. The two-time defending, or three-time and defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Lightning. But at the same time, hey, we got a lot of talent. Our goal is playing outstanding. Hopefully we can close it out. Well, Sean, uh, you know, the reason I got into sports is I, I never want to talk politics ever in my life. I, I just have no interest. It's it's divisive. <laughs> that said, Sean, I right now there has to be some uh some in um some some Tampa locals can't be thrilled with the mayor who was asking for a loss last night. I mean, you're tempted fate. You're poking the karmic gods a little bit. So what's the feel in town? Are, are people on, on pins and needles about uh, Mayor Jane Castor a little bit? Well, Jane Castor is a good friend of mine. Uh, I, try and, I try and not just live in a city, but also do a great job of like investing in that community. And... Uh, <clears throat> I was actually surprised by what she said because she's actually a former athlete. So she comes from the same ilk. So she, I thought, would understand how hard it is to win. But, hey, we're lightning. We're go lightning. We're, it's amazing. We won an 4 one last year. There's not a legitimate natural ice lake anywhere in the entire state of Florida. <laughs> so, so even the fact that the state of Florida is one game away from like having a three-time Stanley Cup champion and back-to-back, it, it goes a long way to saying what an outstanding job the organization has done. And as we graduate and move into other sports, I think it's a beacon for other basketball, NFL, soccer, whatever it is, if you hire the right people and you have patience, you can win championships. And I think that's something that gets overlooked in sports. And as we, you know, get into, like, who we think are, is going to win and lose, like, I think that's one thing that gets overlooked. I mean, so many times in sports, people have no patience. It's like we hire somebody, if they don't win in two or three years, then we get rid of them. And then we go to somebody else, and then we change our whole organizational, like, make up. We go from, like, former players to, like, analytics. So we go from analytics to former players. Like, championships are hard to come by. And I think the Tampa Bay Lightning, a perfect example of when you do things the right way, no matter where you are, you can win or have the opportunity to win multiple championships. Shout out to the Lightning. We're going to close it out tomorrow. Enough said. Well, the city did suffer a loss today as uh, Tom Brady did lose to Aaron Rodgers in the golf match. Uh, First of it was... all, he's terrible at golf. I don't know how he gets on these shows. Matter of fact, the craziest thing about watching the other day, Aaron Rodgers is worse. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, I, I, right now, right now, and, and listen, I love the network. Uh, hopefully, at some point, I'll be with you guys. I'm willing to, like, wager that I can beat Brady and Aaron Rodgers in stroke play right now. 
I would, I would love to see it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> yes, I would love to Let's see make it. it happen. Let's get Sean Sean King challenges Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and strokes play. Uh, just like, yeah, make, only, make sure Sean, only, I'm nowhere near any part of of your game. Just I don't. I even, only I only watched I only watched the first four holes. Have they hit a fairway yet? Like I still like they. Well, I actually I actually hit the listen. I actually hit the plus two ten. On the will each will the quarterbacks hit the fairway in, in hole one? And I said both quarterbacks would miss the fairway in hole one. So I hit the plus two ten there, but I did lose because I bet on Mickelson and Brady at plus one fifty against Bryson and Rogers. Rogers did make uh, several clutch putts there on the back nine, so that's the and reason I, why I they picked up the win. When, 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 when everybody was out of the fairway on hole one except Bryson, <laughs> and he chipped in, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm probably gonna win. <laughs> well, I, I guess the question. Question is now, Sean, is uh, will Brady have the best of Rodgers once again on the gridiron this year? As you know, Rodgers got his revenge on the golf course, but Brady still is uh, has legs up on him on the gridiron. Well, I love made for TV events. I did not watch the entire event. Did they ever address Rodgers and Green Bay? Well, he didn't. No, I didn't watch all of it here. I was on the air, so I didn't get to listen to the commentary from Barkley and others. But uh, we know at least that Rodgers hasn't opted out because today was the deadline. So we know he's definitely playing in 2021. Well, he obviously hasn't been working on his golf game. So, I mean, assuming that he goes back to Green Bay, I would take the under on whatever Green Bay's total wins are. I'm not sure what they are right now, but I take the under. Like, I just don't think that your best player. And a Hall of Fame caliber best player can like not participate in anything in the offseason and there'll be friction with him and management. And I don't think a lot of people understand, like in the NFL, like the differentiation between management, the coaching staff, and the players. Like you're almost talking about three different companies, even though even though they're under the same umbrella, like management is generally people that have been handpicked by the owner. So you're talking the GM the director of pro scout and director of college scout and like all of the scouts, then you have the coaching staff who've all been picked by the actual head coach. And so those are guys that he knows. And then you have the players. And so based on how long the players have been in the organization, they may have been picked by a different GM, the current GM. Like it, it, it's, it's almost three different companies within like one company. So even when everything goes great, it doesn't necessarily end up in a championship. And a situation like Green Bay, I don't think they have any chance to be successful even if Aaron Rodgers comes back. So I'm taking the under on whatever that total bet is. Well, and, and then, you know, I, I think we talked about this last time you were in studio. Um, you've got the Vikings, who they've certainly got some talent. Uh, I know there's there's different juries out there on, on their quarterback play and Kirk Cousins. You look at Chicago, a playoff team last year, Sean. Uh, they go out, sign Andy Dalton, and draft Justin Fields, you think it's a matter of time before Justin Fields takes that over. So when you look at this division, it certainly seems like it's up for the taking, especially if Jordan Love is the guy in Green Bay for for any part of the season. So who do you like coming out of that NFC North division? Well, I think on the surface, it looks like Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of the most consistent of the division, especially with what's going on in Green Bay. But I'll say this. You know, I've seen some guys play the quarterback position. I think I'm sort of like an expert, at least <laughs> when it comes to that. A lot you know, more than that. me. The right, at least for that part of the game, there's nothing on the metric standpoint that Andy Dalton is better at than Justin Fields. Mm. The only metric that he's better is experience. 
He's not more athletic. He's not have. He doesn't have a better arm. I mean, he's not more dynamic. Like, so if I'm Chicago, I know they might like be on a public hot seat, but if I'm Chicago, I start Justin Fields day one. If you read the Chicago area media and what they say, Justin Fields has looked outstanding. So, I mean, I'm thinking Chicago might be a dark horse because I do think that defense has another great year in them. I love the running back. I think his name's Montgomery from Iowa State. Like, I love David Montgomery. Chicago. Right. They, they re-signed Allen Robinson. So, I like Chicago. All they were missing was a quarterback. Like, so I feel like if they do the right thing and start Justin Fields, he's going to have his lumps. But I don't think that, that vision is that hard. Like, I still think Minnesota is still like a, a team with, or you know, with no country. Like, I think Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins is a lot different than what, you know, the running back is, Dalvin Cook. Like, I think Dalvin Cook is a guy that needs the ball, and Kirk Cousins is a guy that needs the throw. So, they're trying to figure out, like, what their strengths are. Detroit's a lost island. Like, that's an island <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Like, people are trying to figure out, like, okay, they've been, you know, on a boat for, like, years, and they find, like, Detroit, and they still keep going. Like, I think Detroit's, like, an island you don't even stop at. So, I don't think that the business is that hard. I wouldn't be sh- shocked if Chicago overachieved. But I would say Minnesota definitely, if you're going to take, like, the most consistent, like, if we do it 10 out of 10, they're probably the team I think that wins the most. Sean, let me, a dark horse. Sean, let me get a college football question in here. Uh, I was looking at some win totals, and a couple of teams uh, intrigue me. And, and one that jumps out, a team in a conference that you're familiar with from your time at USF, uh, Cincinnati is currently sitting here at over under 10 wins on their schedule. I love Desmond Ritter, and I love this team and their offense. Is 10 too much to ask for this team? Look, the only loss really where they're going to be an underdog on their schedule is the game at Notre Dame. But with the exception of that game, they have a relatively easy schedule. There could be a hiccup maybe against UCF, although that game is in uh, Cincinnati. and, And really, up and down that schedule, maybe at Indiana could be tough. But maybe this is an 11, a 10 or 11 win team. What's your feeling on them? Yeah, I love Cincinnati. I think Lou Fickle's done an outstanding job. The thing you don't understand, or I don't understand, or I really know the impact is losing the defensive coordinator to Notre Dame. Like, what impact does that play in that game? Like, he's a guy that understands that personnel, that group, that player's strengths and weaknesses better than anybody. And now he's at an opponent that's one of your have-to-have wins if you're going to actually be in a conversation for potentially being, you know, in the college football playoffs. So other than that, I think Cincinnati, I mean, as good as conference has been, like the American has been an outstanding conference over the last five to six years. I mean, UCF was outstanding. USF was outstanding. Memphis was outstanding. Cincinnati was outstanding last year. I think Memphis is down this year. I think UCF is going to have a a lull because of the transition. I think USF is really down. Like Houston, like they're on the hot seat. So I don't think that conference is as tough as it has been. But the fact that Marcus left Cincinnati and went to Notre Dame, they Mm -hmm. have to play them. That's a big game. Well, let me, let me let me follow up. Stick sticking in the conference. One of the games in Week One that I've been targeting is Tulane at home, catching three touchdowns against Oklahoma. Sean, I love Oklahoma this year. I think they're making the college football playoff. They're going undefeated, but three touchdowns at Tulane with that Willie Fritz offense. I think that's too much. I think that Tulane team could scare Oklahoma a bit. 
I guess you don't agree. <laughs> like, one thing I'm never going to do is publicly, like, say anything negative against my alma mater. All I'll say this, and I'll talk about the entire conference. <laughs> it's very hard for teams that were really good the year before in that conference to be really good two, three years after that. Because it's a conference where you cannot recruit elite talent to sit. So you basically have to get guys that are developmental guys and then hope that you get one or two or three dynamic players. And then when your developmental guys become juniors and seniors, you're really good. But generally when you're really good, there's a little downturn before you're really good again. So hmm. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, you're, you're bringing up his alma mater. You're putting him on the spot, Scott. Hey, I'm man. not going to talk bad about Tulane. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, be rooting, I'll be rooting for us against Oklahoma, but... I'm a realist. Like, Oklahoma has had a top five recruiting class for, like, the last 765 years. <laughs> I mean, Tulane has never had a top five recruiting class. At the same time, Willie Fritz has done an outstanding job. I think we've had, like, what, what five or six players off the last three teams that are in the NFL? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's done an outstanding job. But when you lose those players, generally the gap between those players and the guys behind them is significant. Whereas Oklahoma... They graduate a quarterback that wins the Heisman or something for the Heisman, and the next quarterback wins the Heisman or something for the Heisman, and the next quarterback wins the Heisman. You know, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's a little different program. Yeah, they had a down year last year. They they won the Big 12, yeah. and uh, now they've got the Heisman favorite in Spencer right. Rattler. So, yeah, uh, th- right. things are all right there in Norman. That guy Lincoln Riley seems to be uh, knows what he's doing there. Hey, Sean, we got about a minute. I'm curious your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence and what to expect from him in his rookie year. You know, the, the second he stepped foot on Cam- uh, Clemson's campus, it was that guy's the number one overall pick. Then he wins a title uh, and has the prolific career that he has. So what do you expect year one out of uh, Trevor Lawrence? Nothing. And I think that's the best thing possible that could happen to Trevor Lawrence. Really. I, I really do. I think the thing that's happened in the NFL is these guys get drafted number one, number two, number four, number five, and people think they're going to come in and be dynamic and awesome and phenomenal off the bat. The best thing happened to Trevor Lawrence. Jacksonville has no expectations, so he can actually go out and play every game and learn and not be worried about losing his position. And I think in year two, he's going to be a – definite stock that we want to buy, but in year one, I just don't see Jacksonville being competitive. You know, the NFL has already, like, kind of put their foot down. They find Urban because Urban still hasn't figured out that college is not the pros. <laughs> so, not only is the quarterback going through a, a, a change, a, a, a different, like, level of, like, rules, like, so is the head coach. So, I think that plays into it. Like, it's not like he came into a veteran system. Like, so the head coach is learning as the quarterback is learning. And I think that's actually a good thing. So I think Trevor's going to be really good down the line. I wouldn't expect a lot from him this year on a consistent basis. He is Sean King, former NFL quarterback, former Tulane Green Wave as well. Hey, Sean, always appreciate the insight. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, Roll Wave. There he is. You follow him on Twitter, at King. We got two and change left in game one of the NBA Finals. We'll get you updated on everything you need to know next, right here on the Nightcap. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. your betting headquarters for UFC 264. We're bringing you in-depth analysis of McGregor Poirier, the main event on Saturday night, plus key bouts on the undercard from all our full team of experts. That includes Lou Finicaro, Reed Kuhn, and Jordan Sherwood. Sign up for your free VEASAN newsletter to receive our digital guide and tune in Saturday at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific for First Strike our live preview show hosted by Dave Farah and Matt Brown. Live updates from all of our fight experts. Get everything you need to know for UFC 264. Sign up now and get our free UFC 264 betting guide. VSIN.com backslash free. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. 90 seconds to go in game one of the NBA Finals. That's Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray. And Another bucket. We're feeling good, and man, I I should wait until a bucket is scored here, Scott. But are we about to sweep the board? I think so. So, and now I I, I will say I, I didn't ultimately give out. Uh, I was about to tweet it out. I texted a couple people. So the only play I gave out on the show last night was over for Phoenix. So that just came home two seventeen. We'll see if it covers. Uh, all of the numbers here. But, Scott, you on uh, earlier today on uh, on Rush Hour, you gave out DeAndre Ayton and his over. That one comes home. Uh, by the way, the first 15-15 and 15, uh, performance in an NBA Finals debut since Tim Duncan. 22 points, 19 rebounds for DeAndre Ayton tonight. He was absolutely uh, spectacular in this game here tonight. Um, so you gave that out. Uh, 
I forget if you gave out first half uh, in, in this, but we, we talked heavily, too, about Chris Paul, mm-hmm. who win MVP, and he's got 32 points and nine assists here in game one. And gave out Suns minus six and a half. Forget about the four and a half. There you go. Minus the six and a half was what was given out because at that point we did not know about Giannis's status, and obviously when Giannis was announced that he was playing, and he's still in the game, Tim, so he's playing all the way. Uh, maybe you know he feels good, or he's trying to prove to somebody that he's good to go. And uh, we'll see what the line is going to be for game two. Now that we've seen Giannis go a full game and seeing the performance here by the Phoenix Suns, despite the fact that Giannis has played a full game, is the line going to be comparable to what it was prior to Giannis announcing that he was going to play? So that would be six, uh, five and a half to six, and ultimately six and a half before it dropped back down to four and a half with Giannis playing. Where do you see game two opening up as? Because right now, I think it's going to be six. Um, I'll say, I'll say five and a half. Is, that's is, that, which is what it opened up, but we you know when everyone thought Giannis yeah. was not going to play, and that's probably what it's going to open up as. Uh, I can't see it being higher. I definitely can't see it being lower. No chance. And the Phoenix Suns continue to win at home and have success at home, and the Milwaukee Bucks continue to struggle in Game One of a postseason series. Over the last two seasons now, including tonight, 0-6 against the spread in Game 1 of a playoff series. A lot of folks here at Circa pretty uh, must have had the Suns. So the Suns win Game 1. It has gone final 118-105, the final score. The over hits in this one as we get to a total of 223, uh, 118-105. This game... Uh, fluctuated a little bit in the total. Uh, I grabbed it as soon as it opened under the assumption that Giannis wouldn't play Mm -hmm. and this would be a frenetic pace. Uh, Giannis playing actually made me a little bit worried about where I stood on that total. There were some moments the third quarter uh, got us to to that over thanks to uh, a 35-27 third quarter uh, by the Phoenix Suns. But we hit the over. And Phoenix covers the five with uh, with relative ease. So a double-digit victory for Phoenix. And then the stat that was mentioned on the telecast, Phoenix now 12-0 this postseason when owning a double-digit lead at any point. Wow. And you might think that's not significant. No, no, no. Think about how many blown leads we've seen. Atlanta against Philadelphia or Brooklyn against Milwaukee. We've seen comebacks and Phoenix doesn't allow that to happen. So they got the lead, got it to double digits. They end up cruising. And uh, a very impressive performance in Game 1 for the Phoenix Suns to win by a Baker's dozen. And a very impressive performance from Chris Paul. 32 points to lead the way uh, for all scorers in this game. Nine assists for Chris Paul. And that plus 175 ticket for him to win the MVP. Looking pretty good after one game. The Chris Paul, a uh, incredible uh, debut. The stat that they've uh, showed on the telecast: uh, players to score over 30 points in the NBA Finals north of 36 years old. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Tim Duncan, Chris Paul. That's your fraternity right there. Chris Paul, 32 points tonight, and the Phoenix Suns have a 1-0 lead in the NBA Finals. 115 to, or excuse me, 118 to 105. Your final score. It's the nightcap. Here on Visa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Nightcap here on VEASAN. That's Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray. We have gone final in Game 1 of the NBA Finals. 118-105. to The Phoenix Suns get the victory. The over cashes. Suns get it done. Covering the 5 and as high as 6.5. That's what it was uh, when we all thought that Giannis wouldn't be playing. It crashed a little bit when the news came out. Giannis does play. Plays probably more than... Scott, we anticipated 35 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, and for Giannis, 20 points, 17 rebounds, four assists. So certainly, I would say encouraging overall. Um, and I guess let's look at it from from the Bucks' perspective, right? You lose Game One, and not that they thought going in, hey, we're going to lose this game, but you didn't think he'd have Giannis, and I didn't think he'd have Giannis until maybe Game Three. He plays in Game One. He plays 35 minutes. He gives you 20 points and 17 rebounds. Now he only attempted 11 shots from the field, but if he, you know, the way that he looked tonight, and I, I know I keep mentioning it, but he didn't look like Anthony Davis. He didn't look like James Harden. He mm-hmm. looked like himself. So if you're the Bucks, you have to be encouraged by that. So from the Bucks side of things, you lose by 13. Uh, it was a tremendous performance. Uh, from the big three of Phoenix and DeAndre Ayton with 22 and 19, Chris Paul 32, and Devin Booker had 27. But if you're the Bucks, you had Giannis out there, he looked good, and uh, your ultimate goal is to take one of these two. So now you, you look ahead to game two on uh, on Thursday night. 
Yeah, and, and I wonder what treatment Giannis got before the game or, or in this week leading up to it. You know, if he got a cortisone shot or, or some sort of anti-inflammatory med- medication or any pain medication, because the concern is when you play with an injury, and this is not just basketball, this is all athletes across all sports. If you take any sort of pain-relieving medication, uh, obviously stronger than the Tylenol that you and I would take, but if you take something like that, you're not treating the source of the injury. You're masking the pain so that you can get out there and you can play and you can perform. Giannis did not look like he was in pain tonight, but I wonder if the injury is healed or if he just masked the pain going into tonight, and we'll see what impact it has on him moving forward. Based on what we saw tonight, he looked good. I don't expect him to be uh, hindered at all in Game 2, but the report could come out tomorrow or maybe the next day if he is dealing with any lingering results from tonight's game. Uh, We do have a line for game uh, two. It is Suns minus five and a half and a total of 221 and a half. Um, You know, I'm going to look long and hard at that total. So we go off at 223 here tonight. Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw moments that the pace got up and down. We saw a big third quarter for those who had the over like I did. Uh, But this might be a situation where I actually look under. I I was just about to say look under. And remember what I mentioned about the Bucs, how awful they were, three-point shooting Mm -hmm. this postseason? They shot 44.4% from deep in this game. That is not indicative of what they have done the entire postseason. So I would expect some regression from the Bucks' three-point shooting in Game 2. So that's another reason why I would lean towards the under. Yeah, so 118-105, your final closes uh, with 223 points. Now, uh, some foots off the gas pedal to, uh, to close things out here tonight. That said, uh, you know, you, we got, you got there, uh, and I say we because I was on it too, because of a third quarter that was, you know, 35 to 27. Um, I look back at the Brooklyn series. Things got really bogged down, slowed down a little bit. A lot of unders in that one. Uh, 221 and a half. Curious to see what the market will do if they'll want to play the over. Uh, but I, I would look under uh, on 221 and a half. And I, I think you might see it get back to what it was around close today, which was 219 and a half. I played over 217. Uh, the thought of no Giannis, but with Giannis back out there, days to to kind of figure things out a little bit, try to, you know, in the third quarter, uh, the drop coverage came out quite a bit, and you saw that mid-range game just Mm -hmm. absolutely go crazy by the Phoenix Suns. So you would have to anticipate some sort of adjustment from the Milwaukee Bucks defensively to make that drop coverage, because as we've talked about Prior to this game, and anyone who's watched this postseason knows the Suns will crush you if you, off of that screen, drop and allow Chris Paul to hit an elbow jumper. He doesn't miss from there, folks. He had 32 points tonight. He does not miss mid-range jumpers. And Devin Booker's a tremendous mid-range shooter as well. So I'm very curious to see what Milwaukee to do will to try to counter that. So, yeah, I would look under 221.5. Uh, as it opens with that total. What's your adjustment, the Tim Murray Sportsbook, <laughs> what's your adjustment on Chris Paul odds to win the MVP after this Game 1 performance? Well, the Tim Murray Sportsbook is, has been pretty bullish. <laughs> uh, I, 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 would be, I would be the shortest price in the market because I wouldn't want people betting it because I think Chris Paul is going to win it uh, uh, from, from, from a while ago. But I think right now you're probably looking... Uh, I haven't seen the adjusted series price, but... Uh, you, you, you were looking at minus two dollars 
prior to this game. Now, Giannis is back, so that changes things. It was minus $2 with the thought that Giannis wouldn't play at least tonight and, and maybe game two. But, yeah, you're probably looking at minus three, uh, 350 or so for the series. Uh-huh. So Chris Paul is certainly odds-on now to win it, in my estimation, 32 points, nine re- assists. Keep in mind the line moved from 175 yesterday to one plus 160 today. Minus 150. Yeah, you think it's minus money? That would be minus. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. I think he's odds on. After after tonight's performance, 32 points, 9 assists, and now that discussion is already out. I mean, Mm -hmm. Devin Booker already, in my opinion, Scott, had an uphill climb. Yes. Had already had to overcome, like, I've got to not only outscore Chris Paul, I've got to be clear-cut better than Chris Paul because you know that leadership and all that stuff is going to sink in there, Mm -hmm, which I think mm -hmm. rightfully so. Now he goes out and drops 32 in game one. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're looking at maybe even a steeper price wow. for Chris Paul. That's just my feel because we've talked about it ad nauseum these past couple of weeks why he should have been lower odds than Devin Booker. He got there, and then once he got posted, you just kept, kept seeing people bet on him. Yep. We talked about it. I heard other people uh, in the industry talk about this play, yep. and then he goes out and has 32 in game one. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be significantly shorter. And right now, after winning game one, I, you got to imagine he's going to be odds-on to win this award. Yeah, I was going to say maybe plus 105, but no, you're right. It's probably minus money. That's yeah. probably fair. Going from plus 175 to plus 160 to minus minus 125, let's say. Got an updated series price. And I, I what was I saying? Minus 300? Yeah. Uh, Jeff Sherman over the Westgate Superbook just tweeted out, your updated series price... Phoenix minus 305. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee plus 290. So we'll see if the Bucks can bounce back after a 118 105 game one loss. Total goes over. Suns cover every number <laughs> out there. Game two, Suns minus five and a half with a total of 221 and a half. It's the nightcap. You're on Visa. Beeson, JBT, in 15 minutes. He'll join us top of the hour. That's Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray at Scott's On Air, hanging out all week, not only on this show, but also filling in on Rush Hour for uh, for Danny Burke, 4 to 5 Pacific, 7 to 8 uh, Eastern time. So that'll be throughout the week and then hanging out on the weekend as well. Yes. A busy man here. Absolutely. In, the, uh, in Las Vegas. Give me a, a hell of a weekend with UFC 264. We'll start diving into that a little bit more. Uh, as the week goes on uh, with Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier and all of the great content we have here uh, at VEASAN. And make sure to get our free betting guide. Just head to VEASAN.com backslash free. Also, more free stuff. The iHeartRadio app, that's free. VEASAN app, that's free. You can listen to all our content for free, all our podcasts for free. Just a pitch man. You know, I just like to tell people that there's free stuff out yeah. there. Everyone always, everyone, everything's always expensive. You know, there's free stuff out there too. <laughs> uh, so Scott and uh, and I'm pretty happy. Good day. Uh, you always got to be humble because, uh, as we know, gambling uh, can come back. Well, Look, last night I was sitting here uh, cheering against my favorite team in the Washington <laughs> Nationals, watching them beat the Padres. Uh, surprisingly, now they're going to lose tonight as uh, it's four to three in the bottom of the fifth. So wasn't thrilled last night. 
But tonight, we end up getting a first-half winner and the uh, the over to, ha to come home. You had a couple prop plays, uh, Suns for the full game. Uh, once again, first blush look at uh, where we stand for Game 2 uh, in the NBA Finals. A total of 221, 221 and a half you could find out there uh, here in town at the Westgate. Uh, I played under 221 and a half. Uh, I just played it during the break. Uh, nothing crazy, but you know, first blush, it was just... Feel like there will be adjustments made. Uh, this was a total that opened 217 with the thought Giannis would be out. Now we know Giannis will be in, and this total closed 219 and a half here at Circa, and now two more points to that total. Granted, this game went off 223, but remember, at the half you were looking at uh, was what 106. So at the half, you were looking at a full game around 217, 218. Yeah, which is right around where you got it at before the game. Yeah, and then you had a great, you had a big third quarter. Uh, the the pace picked up, but I, I I have a feeling that things slow down a little bit. The Bucks make some adjustments defensively uh, on the pick and roll, uh, but Phoenix opens up five and a half point favorite, and the series price adjusted at the Westgate. Phoenix, which I believe earlier today was around minus 200. They win game one. They're now minus 350. Mm -hmm. And on the buyback, Milwaukee at plus 290. Yeah, and actually with the Giannis announcement, it went down to plus 195, okay. I believe, uh, the Suns to win the series uh, as opposed to the minus 210, which it was earlier. And I was really impressed with the Bucks' three-point shooting here, which was better than what they've been this postseason. You know, we talked about it earlier. This postseason... They've shot so poorly from three-point range. It's the lowest three-point percentage for any NBA Finals representative since the 2004 Pistons. That's how bad that they, the Bucks have been shooting-wise, uh, three-point-wise, this postseason. But today, they were pretty good. 44, almost 45% from beyond the arc. We'll see if they can carry that over into Game 2. If they can, the over will hit. If they can't and they regress back to what they've been this postseason, well, then the under sure is going to come in. Just a couple notes. Uh, we're going to hit on some baseball here in a little bit. But uh, Chris Paul, uh, once again, uh, we've kept harping on it. Uh, so many others uh, thought the same way. Uh, but he would be the, the favorite, should be the favorite to win the MVP. That's a way you should bet this series if you like the Suns. We had 32 points here tonight. And combining that, Scott, with what he did in Game 6, the closeout game against the Clippers where he scored 31 of his 40. Remember, he had 16 points in the third quarter here tonight. He got off to a slow start. He had no points in the first quarter, 11 in the second, 16 in the third, finishes with 32. How about this nugget from ESPN Stats and Information? Chris Paul has 73 points over the last two games, 41 in Game 6, mm -hmm. 32 tonight. That is tied for the most over a two-game span in his entire career. Wow. Regular season or playoffs. So at 36 years old, and I mentioned the, the stat, he joins a fraternity of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Tim Duncan of players over 36 to score 30 or more points in an NBA Finals game. And he has now done something he's really never done in his career, 73 points over a two-game stretch. Uh, you, you keep people, seeing people on uh, on Twitter calling him Point God. I mean, he, he is playing uh, at, at a, a remarkable level. You know, the way he was closing out, uh, you know, he closed out the, the Denver series. And, and you got worried. It's so funny. It feels like eons ago. But remember, this guy got banged up in the shoulder mm -hmm, against mm -hmm. the Lakers. Anthony Davis is rolling. And you look like, man... 51-win 51 51 season, going to go down the toilet here. They're down 2-1. They're like plus 650. At the time, they were down 2-1. They were 60-1 to 
to win the NBA Finals. Unbelievable. Six in the playoffs. Yeah. The team that is now minus 350 to win the NBA Finals was plus 6,000. Wow. And here we are. They are three wins away from their first title in franchise history. Well, we talked about it. The winner of that Lakers-Sun series was going to represent the Western Conference in the NBA Finals. And, yes, did the Suns uh, get, you know, the luck of the draw playing against teams that had to deal with injuries? Absolutely. But well, Chris Paul also had COVID. Did, yeah, they dealt with their in- injuries <laughs> you know? of, of their own. Right. Uh, and now you're looking at Chris Paul, uh, absolutely the favorite to win the Most Valuable Player Award, DeAndre Ayton, with another stellar performance as he's really coming into his own this postseason. He is certainly a different player than what we saw earlier this season, and I would expect him to continue to progress. The pick and roll is continuing to be a weapon. He has the advantage over Brooke Lopez in this series, and if the number is around 15 and a half, 16 again, I'll gladly go over once again in game two for DeAndre in points, because as we brought up several times, uh, he has owned Brooke Lopez and this Milwaukee Bucks team throughout his short three-year career. Yeah, he was tremendous tonight, and uh, big, big uh, credit to uh, DeAndre Ayton tonight. So the the big boys came to eat tonight uh, <laughs> as uh, DeAndre Ayton, 22 and 19, eight of 10. He was also, uh, I believe, the stat. I, I don't have. Uh, they, they kept flashing up. I mean, the the amount of references. Luel Cinder slash Kareem Abdul Jabbar got on this <laughs> telecast. You know, the last Bucks title, Luel Cinder was on uh, was on the Bucks in 1971. And then, you know, just DeAndre Ayton does things that are similar to what uh, we saw from, from Luel Cinder early in his career, eventually Kareem Abdul Jabbar. So uh, a hell of a night. And uh, the Suns win it by 13, and they are five and a half point favorites heading into game two on Thursday night with a total of 221. And a half. We'll dive more into uh, this series uh, coming up top of the hour with JVT. But let, let's hit a little baseball uh, tonight. No, no Degrom Day. No Degrom Day. Now uh, let me ask you: mm-hmm. You were on it big time last year, and it was a, a profit-making machine. Um, how has the fade to Grom gone so far this year? Uh, through the first four or five games of the season, it was profitable, and then the Mets did something this year that they haven't done since 2018. Score runs, exactly. <laughs> and the DeGrom fade, uh, if you followed along with me on Twitter at Scott's on Air, the DeGrom fade has actually changed throughout the season. Okay, It went from betting against Jacob DeGrom and betting on the Mets to lose to then betting on the overs in the games in which DeGrom pitches. Because the Mets have been scoring runs for DeGrom this year, the totals when DeGrom pitches are historically low, but the games have been going over because the Mets have been scoring. And you have a situation where the total is six and a half because it's Jacob DeGrom on the hill. Well, if the Mets score four runs for him and he gives up one, the bullpen gives up one, you know, all of a sudden it's, it's a 4-3 Mets win and the over six and a half hits. So uh, there's no more DeGrom fade per se, but you have to keep an eye on the totals because the books are making these numbers historically low. And with the Mets actually scoring and with Jacob DeGrom actually driving in runs, mm-hmm. you know, prior to his performance last week where he allowed three runs in the first inning, Jacob DeGrom had more RBIs than runs allowed this year. 
Think about that as a pitcher. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Driving in more runs than actually allowing runs. But, uh, yeah, we've stopped fading the ground because that was a losing proposition. The Mets have been winning this year. The Mets are the best home team in Major League Baseball, so we were actually going to be on DeGrom and the Mets here tonight. But it did get washed out. Uh, who didn't get washed out was Shohei Otani. Uh, the, the Angels and the Red Sox doing battle right now in Anaheim, and the Angels with a 5-2 lead uh, over the Red Sox in the top of the seventh inning. The total in this one was low as well because of Otani. Mm-hmm. It was actually 8-8.5. Eight eight uh, it was and 10 last night. Right? It was 10 last night. It was I, I, saw, I got it at 8.5 actually tonight. Uh, it's seven runs right now. We're seeing if, we'll see if it can come through for me. Last night it wound up being a 5-4 game, so 9 and missed out on the 10. Uh, that could have been a treats and beats uh, c- candidate, but I actually had a beat tonight, which um, we'll it's, save it's it. a it's a real tough pill to swallow. We're going to tease that for treats and beats coming up next hour. Yeah, uh, yeah, there, I, I saw that one unfolding, and and as 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 happy as you have been uh, with, <laughs> with the uh, NBA with yeah. the NBA here tonight, there was a, there was a game in Major League Baseball that uh, let's just say uh, didn't make you very happy. So. Uh, you know, we will uh, we'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, games going on right now. How about this one? The, the Philadelphia Phillies were up uh, big time on the. Uh, <laughs> if you played the under tonight in uh, in Chicago, you were a loser because twenty five runs came home to score. Woo. The Phillies win. 15 to 10, and that's what? How many? 11? 11, 11 straight losses for the Chicago. What Cubs. is going on with the Chicago Cubs now under five hundred? as they have dropped 11 in a row, Scott, and they find themselves eight and a half back of the Milwaukee Brewers, and the Cincinnati Reds are actually in second place in the NL Central. 11 straight losses and a wild one tonight in Chicago in which the Philadelphia Phillies win 15 to 10. The Yankees starting a little West Coast trip before the All-Star break off to a good start. Saw Aaron Judge went yard in the first inning. They lead eight to nothing on the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Jean-Carlo Stanton hit a bomb. Oh, That's okay. what it was, yep. And how about this? Uh, the Yankees have eight runs and eight hits through just three innings tonight, it was. It's the most hits in the first three innings and their most runs in the first three innings of any game this season. The Phoenix Suns win game one by 13. The total goes over. What will happen in game two will get you the line and everything you need to know. The adjusted series price as well. It's the nightcap here on Visa. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.